Hi everyone, it's Abby here with Dr. John Bell from Welsher Presbyterian Church in Denver, Colorado. This is Tabletop Theology, a lighthearted conversation about serious topics. So I'm not at home today, Abby. I'm uh, at work in my office at church. Man. I know. I had work to do that I had to be here. I had a memorial service this morning and uh, personnel committee meeting. And so I've been looking for this all day. So here this we go. This is the highlight, really. The highlight. The highlight. And we're, we're going Christmas themed still. And we're going to talk about the star and the wise men today. So I think everybody's probably seen the Denver Post. I mean, it's been a big media thing. The fact that on December 21st of this year, 2020, um, Jupiter and Saturn are coming very close to each other. And uh, that produces a, a, a bright light. And uh, some people think that's the Christmas star. We'll get to that in a minute. But uh, everybody wants to know. Um, what, what this means. And so I decided to have a little fun with it. And I wrote one of my friends who happens to dabble in astrology, not astronomy, oh, but astrology. Okay. And asked her what she thought this was all about. She's, and she wrote me a nice little email and said, you know, um, this Jupiter Saturn thing is getting blamed, mm -hmm. uh, getting blamed for the COVID crisis, which, you know, I think is so, so interesting. <laughs> so if, if you need to blame somebody, blame this constellation. But uh, uh, she wrote, they haven't met the new sign for over 800 years. In fact, I think it might be 805 years. And they will, uh, it's an astrologer, they will join and usher in a new age, the age of Aquarius. And those That's of us my us, sign. <laughs> it's going to be a good time for me. <laughs> those of us who around in the uh, 70s remember the age of Aquarius and um, musical hair and singing that song and all kinds of things. But she says, um, just by way of advice, like horoscope, she goes, um, do something big on the 21st. Do something yeah. um, big, awesome on that day. It will change it will have an impact on the rest of your life. So I don't wow. know whether you're into astrology or not. Um, I take okay. the value judgment on this. I'm just passing along information that might be interesting to some, but uh, <laughs> I thought that was... <laughs> anyway, December 21st, a big day for astronomy and apparently astrology as well. So um, that... Uh, uh, synchronicity of Jupiter and Saturn is uh, happens about every 805 years or so. Mm. And as you teased at the top of the uh, recording, not broadcast, not taping, um, that there are many astronomers who believe that probably was the Christmas star. Mm. That um, the two, two were aligned and uh, actually Mars came up and joined them at that point producing a tremendously um, powerful light. That happened, uh, started about 8 BC. And uh, that whole thing unfolded for about two years during that time. So if it's important for you to think Jesus was born on zero, you know, zero AD, um, this wouldn't work for you. But if you have some flexibility mm. about the dates when Jesus was born, 
Uh, this is a pretty good bet for the Christmas star. This is what um, most scholars, this is not uh, a minority, but most scholars say that uh, the wise men in the East would have known that uh, Saturn um, represented the Jewish people. Mm. Now, these stars are associated with a lot. This is not exclusively. Saturn represented the Jewish people and had some symbolism for a Messiah. Um, that Jupiter uh, has often represented a king or a divine power, a god. So king, divine power, god, Saturn, the Jewish people. And that the conjunction of these two represented something of a dawn rising in the east, mm. a dawn rising in the east, which is symbolic of new birth. So the wise men, um, if they studied the stars as we expect that they did, would have certainly understood all these symbols uh, were, were colliding or coming together and, um, and signifying the birth of a, a new birth of Messiah who had some kind of divine power. So um, that may be a bit esoteric for some, but um, that, that's pretty much fact. Nobody's making that up. That's, that's the way things were. In fact, one of my books I read said, this is not in doubt. Mm. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. so. Well, I love that we're starting this story with facts because there are a lot of myths <laughs> associated with this story. So it's good we're grounding ourselves. <laughs> well, that, that's good. Uh, and again, this, this happened between uh, apparently 8 BC and 6 BC. Mm. Um, but uh, so uh, there are other theories as well as to what the star was about, but a pretty interesting thing. And also I um, do reserve the right to retell any of this on Christmas Eve because I might be talking about the star then too. So perfect. Well, then let's, the, the, let's transition toward the wise men then. Okay, let's do it. Because I have questions. I reread some of these stories in the Bible and realized everything I think I know about this story is not in the Bible. <laughs> at for example, all. for example, you were told there were three kings. Yeah, and we. Are. And why would you be told that? Because they brought three presents. So duh, but. I mean, we have no reason to think that they were three kings. It just says they saw a star. It doesn't say they followed a star. And we always think they're riding camels. They probably weren't. Most people rode horses. Like, it just all seems a little like we've based it. It sort of feels like my life's been a lie, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, those little crashes and nativity scenes and, um, you know, aren't all... I mean, it doesn't happen all like that. Yeah. So who were these people? Were they, ma what are magi, wise men, kings? We have like the three names for them. Who well, or what ma were they? Magi, of course, has the root magic. Mm -hmm. um, so they were some kind of mysterious spiritualist. Um, astrologers would not be absolutely wrong, although they were obviously astronomers because they were following the stars as, a, as scientists. So they were um, scientists, they were spiritualists, they were priests, um, Zoroastrian priest is the uh, general belief. They were from Babylon, but they had Persian roots. 
uh, which is where their Zoroastrian um, tent comes from. The trip from Babylon would have taken three or four months on camel. Might have come on Arthur. So it took a lot of planning. There's a lot involved, of course. Um, the Bible account seems not to be in doubt necessarily, but they you know, went to see Herod mm -hmm. uh, to inquire as to the, to the divine birth. And of course, there's that mad thing where Herod wants them to go find the child and come back. And we think, of course, Herod intended for evil, <sighs> what the wise men intended for good. Um, so these are very strange people coming from the East. Um, they're not Hebrew. Mm -hmm. They're not, they don't have the Bible. They don't have the Old Testament. Um, they studied the stars and found Jesus. And um, that's a beautiful thing. Um, it, links, it links Jesus' birth to all of creation. Um, it, it says, you know, that what we have in Jesus is, is a astral event, astronomical. I mean, it's, it's, it's really beautiful. Um, so that, you know, they didn't read the four spiritual laws and, you know, make a statement of faith and confess their sins and, you know, pledge allegiance to Jesus. They found Jesus through the stars. Mm -hmm. So when someone says, you know, my, my sanctuaries in the mountains or my sanctuaries you know, you have to say, great, because, <laughs> because of the wise men. I mean, they, they came, they worshiped, they gave gifts, um, and they rightly recognized the divine nature of this infant. And you said uh, they came from Babylon. Is there pretty general consensus of where, I mean, I've heard like Africa, I've heard Arabia, like, do we have any idea of where they came from? The East. Peace. Perfect. <laughs> Somewhere over there. No, no, I, I've heard Africa also. I mean, as, as you know, there's so many, so many theories and myths. Um, I'm giving you the basic scholarly consensus, but, mm -hmm. but there are dozens of possibilities. Well, I heard they had names. Where did these names, like, like Balthazar, Casper, I forget the other third no, one. No. Melchior, where did yeah. those come from? Why, why are we making up names too? Um, those came from, and I should know the answer, but this is an unscripted it is. Sorry. Uh, conversation. I should have taken the time to look that up, but um, Balthazar, Melchior, and Caspar are the three, mm -hmm. and um, they've generally been known for that. I think it goes back to the play Arabian Nights, maybe? Uh, <laughs> Somewhere back there. We'll find out. We can say it next time. Can we, can we, cut, can we cut to a commercial break? I know. Look it up. Um, we can bring yeah. it back next Lots week. of our readers will be writing in. And lots of our viewers will be writing in. Saying, yeah, if you guys know, fill us you in. Idiot, you should have known this. And I should have known this. It's totally fine. But no, if anyone knows, this is a great bit to get responses. So if you guys know where these so, names came from. So, an excuse for my ignorance, normally we deal with this story on Epiphany Sunday, which is usually, you know, around January the 6th, the 12th day of Christmas. So I usually don't start restudying this story until January. 
Well, and that's fine because we're doing it now since most people are going to put the wise men by their stables and their manger mm -hmm. scenes and they shouldn't be there. So, <laughs> so we're, we're getting ready to have our living nativity this Sunday night. That's a, there's your commercial. A mm -hmm. um, little plug, five to seven. Uh, St. Francis was the first one to do living nativity scenes or nativity scenes because he understood not everybody could read and that he was afraid Christmas was becoming too commercial. Imagine that. Um, even way back then. So he established uh, the crash for the nativity scene with animals, live animals, and, uh, and that's been with us ever since. But again, it's a little artificial in terms of the placement of folks but we are going to have the wise men in our living nativity so you know <laughs> we I all was, do it i was asked if there's gonna be a live baby jesus there's not no okay, not I this didn't, year didn't think so we are adapting to COVID. there will be live animals and the adults will be live from our youth but not a live baby this year but i assume we will need one next year so just a thought out there for all the people listening yeah, if you're going to have a baby that will be small around December of next year, let us know. Or start planning now, because <laughs> it's a little early to know. <laughs> well, I, I, didn't, I didn't have a lot, but uh, this is interesting stuff. It is, and I'm liking this Christmas theme. We have, I think, one more of a Christmas theme before we're taking a little break for the holidays, too. So um, if anyone has any last-minute holiday theology questions, feel free to send them in. Otherwise, we will come up with some more. But uh, we will uh, look forward to hearing from you all and talking to you all next week. Thanks, John. Thank you, Abby. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs>